Hi guys and welcome to our Motivation Assist podcast where today myself and Maeve are going to talk about the topic of bread. Um, bread comes up an awful lot and Maeve knows this too from her consulting and her experience. Um, an awful lot with clients. The confusion as to which is the right bread to eat, which is the healthiest bread to eat, which is the highest fat, sugar, etc. And I know um, we've done a lot of research on it that it's a minefield. There are so many um, different types of bread out there, different companies, not knocking bread because there is a health, there are healthy breads, but we do need to look a lot closer at the, the labels um, and the ingredients. Um, so Maeve, you have done, um, a lovely article in the past, lovely blog, um, about bread and how it was a trigger food. We, we know you have, um, had a weight problem yourself, which is wonderful because you really get what the program's about. Mm-hmm. And hence it was wonderful having you consulting because you felt what the clients were going through. You totally understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bread you say was a, a huge thing for you. Not only, not only a slice of bread. I know in your blog, you mentioned that it could have been a whole baguette, which you described as the devil's food. So tell us more about that. Absolutely. Thanks, Ashling. Yes, um, it was. And it still it remains to be a a trigger food for me. Basically, um, I I noticed when I had a, a bit of a weight problem that people around me could have the one or two slices where I would keep going. Um, and, you know, it was just became very, very noticeable. Afterwards, I would be obviously incredibly bloated and I didn't feel well, um, but I would do it again. And it was it was a bit of a, a drug for me in a way. Um, I found it difficult to stop, but I know now that basically my weight is much more manageable when bread plays a much smaller role. I'm very careful with bread. I know from my research um, as a journalist and as working for motivation that bread basically activates the brain's reward and the appetite pathways very differently than, say, a protein food. So what's happening in the brain is it has an effect on the reward, the dopamine, and so it feels good and then you want more to get the same hit, basically. And then what's happening with the insulin is it's spiking and then you crash. So that was very educational for me to learn at Motivation. Um, but now just going on with clients and so on, um, it depends. Some people, for some people, it's sugar, as you know, Ashley. Mm. Sugar is their trigger. That wasn't for the case for me. It was always the bread. Um, a lot of clients that come to me, they, they absolutely agree with the bread. So, you know, if they go to a restaurant, for instance, um, our advice is, Just don't say no to the bread basket because if that bread basket comes to you and if it came to me now today, Mm. I would have one, I would two, I'd fill myself up with bread and then I'd have no room for the lovely main Mm. course. So it's just it's just a habit. And I, I always say to clients, you know, people around you might be doing something entirely different. So when I go on holidays uh, to Spain or Portugal, um, out at lunchtime comes the baguettes. My husband would go up to the shop, get the baguette for the kids and himself. And I just have to look on and say, that's not for me, because what will happen is it'll just awake the hungry kind of gremlin inside of me. Mm-hmm. And next thing, um, a few days into my holidays, my clothes will be getting tighter. I'll be constantly hungry. And it's just, you know, a road to kind of disaster when it comes to my weight mm-hmm. personally. And you, you mentioned there, Maeve, the whole like a roller coaster effect that the up and down. So obviously the bread, starch and the carbohydrates are converted into sugar. Mm-hmm. Body gets a taste for sugar. The insulin levels then increase and then they 
drop even lower than than when they started. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that goes with that, then you you also mentioned bloating. Yeah. So um, the the whole I often think, and I, and I say to clients that. You know, if we think about, I, I remember home economics, bread and butter pudding, for mm-hmm. example. Um, you know, when you're soaking that bread or even when we're, when we're cooking pasta, um, you know, when, how much it swells when you add water to it. So a lot of the time, and I know we hear, um, we hear a lot of people say, Oh, you know, I'm celiac or, you know, I have intolerances. Um, and a lot of people do. But a lot of the time, my feeling is that that bloatedness is fluid. Mm. It's that's what's what's causing the bloating. Um, and we can see that, in fact, on our body fat um, readings that we do, we can see fluid retention. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a huge thing. And then, of course, as you mentioned, you have the bloating. What about then the psychological side? So what effect does have does that have on you then after you've, you've eaten the bread? Are we talking mm. guilt? Would you have had guilt feelings then yeah. or? Yes, back then I would. And and I actually would be sometimes embarrassed because the person I was with would have had mm. the one or two bits of slice of baguette and I would keep going and going. And mm. um, so it was it was like a drug and, mm. and it really is for some people still. And it continues, as I said, for myself. So I always say to people, maybe find out what your trigger food is. And if it is bread, mm. just say to yourself, OK, it's like you're not safe around bread. I know that sounds very dramatic, but mm-hmm. it's really to really monitor your relationship with bread. And um, as I said on my blog, sometimes I do give in. It's not like mm. um, I'm, I'm strict all of the time. I would give in to the bagel or the baguette. But nine times out of ten, I don't feel too physically well afterwards. So that's mm. just a good reminder. It's a horrible feeling, isn't yeah. it? I know myself yeah. that there's never white bread in in the house. And yeah. but if there was an occasion that you have white bread, yeah, you can feel fairly unwell after oh, yeah. it and sick in in the stomach and bloated. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think many people realise that a slice of white bread actually contains. Um, I think it's either four four teaspoons of sugar mm-hmm. so it's it's to have that in your head as well mm-hmm. and a piece of research i just read that a spanish study that tracked the eating habits and the weight of about nine thousand people and um, they found that those who ate two or more servings of white bread each day were actually 40 percent more likely to be overweight or obese mm. wow that's really shocking yeah it is shocking yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a case of, as I said, and when we talk about bread ashing, I have mm. to just also mention mm-hmm. pizza. That's another thing mm-hmm. that would be a trigger for me. So pizza crust mm-hmm. and okay. I'd always finish the children's crust. And then I know mm-hmm. I'm on again a, a slippery slope and mm-hmm. um, I have to pull myself back and um, anything that's processed like that. Mm-hmm. Good alternatives just to say to mm-hmm. people, and um, we always recommend at motivation, the wraps would be preferable. They're lighter yeah. um, the brown pita breads would be another alternative. And for, and for for me, I find they don't trigger me as much as mm-hmm. as, as the typical white bread or the baguette. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And it, it's interesting because as, as you're speaking there about, you know, finishing the the kids, the, them not eating the crusts, um, which I know what mine did as well, probably from a younger age. And I think it's a lot to do with their gums are softer, etc. They want mm-hmm. soft things. Yeah. But that whole psychological trigger of what message is going through our head if we really look into it um and i'm sure like like me you heard it's a sin don't leave food on the plate think of the starving kids so you know psychologically because we look at always on our program it's the physical hunger and psychological stuff that's going on what message is there oh it's a sin it's a waste to leave food mm-hmm. i always say give it to the dogs but then we need to watch they're not putting on too much weight either um so that that that's really interesting and the whole 
I think emotional side of bread in itself, mm-hmm. um, I think it goes way back to, I know I can remember when I was sick, what did my mom do? She came in with fingers, it was toast. Yeah. And, and you still hear that said to children that if they're sick, oh, just eat toast, toast yeah. and, and seven up with the fizz taken <laughs> out. So there is also, I think, mm. a comforting thing. Yeah. We all love the smell of toast. And I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of association there as well, that mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a comfort. Um, so it's, it's not just, you know, and that research is really interesting. Maeve, thank you for it. It's not just, um, the, the physical side of it. Yeah. We're looking at why, again, the why as we do in motivation, it's all about, about the why. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Um, and the one thing that I'd like to leave listeners with, and we say to clients as well, think about not what you're losing, it's what you're gaining. Think about the benefits. Maybe you've talked about the effect it has, a negative effect effect mm-hmm. the bread has had on you. We've given you healthier options. And we'd always say, remember, carbohydrates make you hungry. Mm-hmm. That I think mm-hmm. you've, you've said that too, Maeve. Doesn't that help when you Absolutely. have that in your head? Yeah. And you know, and I just, as you know, times where you notice yourself more hungry, mm. just have a little check back in your head. What have you been eating for the previous week? And I would guarantee you that there would be a bit of sugar there or, or too many carbohydrates. And that has stimulated your appetite and you're going through the roller coaster up and down with your insulin. So getting back to eating the protein every three to four hours and, and following our guidelines will, you know, reset your appetite in a way. And I just wanted to add there that, you know, based on this, just exactly what you were saying there, Ashing, about mm-hmm. the comfort and, um, you know, manufacturers are very clever about this and they know exactly what they're doing when we walk into a supermarket and the usually the first thing we're greeted with is the smell of baked goods donuts and baguettes you know and we're really lured in with those so just Mm -hmm. don't go to the supermarket hungry Mm -hmm. make sure you've had your protein snack or your protein before you go in and you know try and you know Mm -hmm. beat them at their own game absolutely go right instead of go left i think of where i shop absolutely So, Maeve, thank you again for joining us um, for our Motivation Assist podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Um, We hope you found it helpful and we look forward to covering another hot topic soon.